0: Friends, the mark and mac show is back and better than ever live oh, yeah. radio.fm mark and mac show and uh, been boring mark with my uh handyman dave mr green jeans kind of an afternoon yesterday yeah the station
1: is now a subsidi- a subsidiary of hgtv <laughs> yeah pretty much you
0: know i expect chip and joanna to come walk into the door any minute right. now <laughs> yeah but you know mark there are so many things that you can pay to have done in your house okay yes, right yeah that, and, and and it will be done right it'll be done fine but i was telling him i'm like you know after you've at a certain age you've done everything there is to do in a house because at certain times in your life, you have money to do things and right. you pay and have yeah. them done. And at other points you're like, I just can't pay for that. You know, mm, yeah. I just cannot bring myself to pay to fix this one little pipe. And so you do it yourself and you learn the hard way. You learn many things the hard way. Make sure the water's off before you work on it. You know, things like that. But anyway, so when this little bathroom project came up, I'd, a lot, you know, Hannah and LaDonna, they had their own thing. And so I'm like, you know, you go for it, girls, do your thing. Right. You know, I, I'll be supportive. You need me to go to the store. I'll pick something up for you. And you know, they both like to paint or whatever. So I kind of backed up and then it just stayed in this state of unpainted. it stalled, horribleness. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting different stories. Well, she said she was going to paint it. She <laughs> said she wanted to paint it. She said, you oh, know, okay. Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> at some point you realize if it's going to get done i know they're not listening right now right, right okay yeah yeah it, if i don't do it it ain't getting done yeah. you know and it's not something that i want to do but it's like now i'm just going to now i'm just going to do it right and yeah. so i told mark secretly off the air we're doing it dave's way you know <laughs> and so anyway <laughs> this has been playing out for a while <laughs> yes it has because i sat back and watched if i'd had a beanbag and if i was a video gamer that would have been a 162 hours of gaming mm-hmm. while i watched to see yes. who's
1: gonna finish a couple of weeks ago i heard this this about the beginning of this they decided yeah. they're gonna go ahead and get this started and and there was the prediction like i bet they stop at some point and i end up finishing yep. it
0: guess what <laughs> yep there it is <laughs> and again You know, you don't fear these things. Now, when you're a young person and you look at, you have two ways of looking at it. Hey, I need to go ahead and pay an expert to come in and do this. And you do that at first. But then you realize if you own a home, dude, you're going to be calling a lot of experts for things that they're going to charge you. The standard fee is going to be about $700, you know? Give or take, yeah. you're going to put in an ice maker, 700 bucks. You're going to put in a dishwasher, 700 bucks. You're going to move a new stove in and plug it in 700 bucks. I like, really, I can do this. This is not a big deal. All you do is watch once or twice and you're going 700 bucks for that. Uh-huh. Really? And that included your lunch break. Okay. Yeah. But now that's, that 700 bucks was 25 years ago. And now I'm going, oh my gosh, no way. seven. That's it. Okay, good. Come here. You want cash? I don't know if you've
1: seen the movie uh, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long, The Money Pit. Money Pit, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. You were still, yeah. you $700. That, that's what reminded me was, was the, every time they'd ask somebody, okay, how long is this going to take? Two weeks. Everybody <laughs> yeah. two weeks. Months later, there's, they get people
0: that almost live there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know I've got to watch that movie today before yeah. I begin the rest of this adventure. <laughs> yes, you do. It's a funny, funny movie. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show where... Hey, man, we appreciate you listening and ask that you share this with uh, a friend, loved one, what have you, on your social media. Or, you know what? Do a message in a bottle. We hadn't had a story about that in a while, so just put it, you know, (laughs) liferadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. There you go. All right. Um, There's a a Frontier flight that was in the news because uh, it was going from Norfolk to Orlando. Right. Yeah. And they had to make an emergency landing.
1: This happens from Mm -hmm. time to time for various reasons. Um, They landed at Raleigh-Durham International Airport Saturday. Hmm in the evening passengers and crew had noticed some an odd smell fumes an odor in the cabin and huh. so they evacuated i was
0: not on that flight just so not we can be clear it was not me. <laughs> it was me hey,
1: i didn't go to crystal i didn't fly <laughs> uh, <laughs> all 102 passengers and crew were evacuated safely uh, but one passenger wasn't they did end up, they ended up taking somebody to the hospital we don't yeah. have any details on what they were suffering from, really. <laughs> the passenger's condition was not reported. Frontier Flight 1159 contacted uh, the airport asked uh, for emergency landing about 5.45 p.m. <laughs> and when it landed, fire rescue responded. Passengers and crew were evacuated from the plane <laughs> onto the airfield. They didn't go to a terminal or anything. They just yeah. got them out onto the tower. Wow. Yeah. Um, the spokesman <laughs> for Frontier Airlines said the plane was uh, on its way from Orlando to Norfolk when it uh, experienced uh to early from norfolk yeah when it experienced a fume slash odor event wow <laughs> they have a, they have terminology for this oh it was a
0: fume slash odor event <laughs> in other words the one person that got taken off the plane was stanking i'm guessing a big chubby guy you know i mean really that's what they're going with here it was so bad it was so we had to stop now yeah norfolk to rdu okay that's uh, what probably a 30 minute flight they didn't even make their peak airline you know they were not at thirty thousand feet they no, didn't get there that's like no. you can drive that in next to nothing so holy free holies i'm oh. thinking this was just a a on. we're gonna find out later on from passengers somebody stank yeah. somebody was so rotten you mm, know yeah oh this just in the uh
1: the airport there Norfolk has just closed the Taco Bell.
0: Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag show. And, you know, we have a daily Bible reading on the main website for Liferadio.fm. And uh, you can go and join in. You can join with today or you can go back to the beginning, however you want to do it. Uh, it was one of those things when mark was putting it on i was so excited because he like many people <laughs> many people decide their new year's resolution this year beginning january 1 i'm going to read the bible mm-hmm. from genesis to revelation line uh, because that's something that i don't know any believer that thinks that's not a good idea you right, know yeah and it's just difficult to do it because you do get bogged down in certain areas but when you uh When you sign on, not sign on, you're not having to sign up for it. But when you do this, where uh, you read it in a year, where it's a game plan, different things are pulled together uh, that actually help keeping the reference point, you know, so that when you read, you don't get bogged down in the begats and the Jehoshaphats and things like that. I mean, they are there because it's in the Bible, but, you know, you can can go through it and it makes it a whole lot, for me, it was a more enjoyable time uh, where I didn't feel like I was going through dentistry school having to pull teeth to get you know to make sense of things and maybe it's just because i lack intellect i mean i'm guessing that's probably what it is uh, you know I, and just, by the way there's an audio version too if you're right. you know just want to do the audio it'll right. read it to you so that just, makes it cool too i just think it's tough it's just yeah it's tough
1: and, the, and you've always got that one person in your life somebody at church hey you ever read the bible through in a year oh gotta do that yeah uh, like oh, oh yeah. no pressure mm-hmm. thanks yeah. <laughs> and i always Fortun- say nope <laughs> never fortunate. done it fortunately this makes it easier
0: but i, I mean, have set yeah. out to do it Many. As a matter of fact, this would be my uh, 37th year that I make the attempt. I'm hoping I make it past January 7th because that's my so far, you know, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Actually, I made it all the way through March one time. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought wow. there's going to be a better way. And there is. But anyway, uh, we you make light of it. But it's something that every believer does. Mark, years ago, referred to uh, the Bible as God's love letters for yeah. us. And whenever somebody says, you know, life doesn't have an instruction manual. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You know what? Uh, What do you do with your kids? It's right there. There's no hypothetical. Mark and I don't. uh, That's right. Both (laughs) of us don't agree with the WWJD, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We know what Jesus did. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to have a hypothetical. You actually can have a, a, there's an applicable example of everything. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Mark, (laughs) the headline screams and Mark sends this truck goes through ice mm-hmm. there used to be this show on i don't know if it's history or one of those channels that had like ice road truckers Ice road truckers yeah, yeah i don't know yeah. if it's still on or not but that was a crazy
1: show yeah, it was crazy well the last few days have brought some colder temperatures to minnesota and wisconsin way up north there including overnight lows at or below freezing in some parts but an incident overnight has uh, the Barron county sheriff's department up there asking where do we begin with this one the department shared an image of a truck in the water an apparent ice fishing house towed behind it not so much (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, so it's really not so much a thin ice warning as a no ice warning (laughs) yeah some guys out there you say i'll just i'll take the ice it's time to go ice fishing it's cold and yes just in case you were wondering alcohol was a factor
0: okay there you go you know it's got to (laughs) be and it was the
1: third incident involving operating while intoxicated that evening so but this guy took it over the top yeah i'm taking the ice house out (laughs) hey dad
0: dad it it hasn't frozen yet it is it just doesn't look like it (laughs) done this every year i know (laughs) You know, some people just deserve to be in jail, Mark. You know, they do, and this would be one of them. I guess you're right. I promise,
1: officer, I've only had two beers. Yeah. Just two I, beers. Just taking but, the fishing house out. That's
0: all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> where are you taking it sir out onto the ice it's out on the okay. lake man i do it every year you've you've been fishing with me bob you yeah. know it goes out there come on billy bob you know it's out by that stump out there <laughs> yeah but you know the problem with that is that uh when we take the ice fish out you can't usually see that stump because it's under the ice the reason you can see the stump <laughs> no ice there you go you're gonna tie it up like a dock right okay <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, uh, a couple of minutes ago we were talking about the guy that pulled his ice house onto the lake. Yes. And I'm really having a little trouble with this. You know, <laughs> at, at be, I mean, I know being having alcohol in your system is one thing, yeah. But you got to add a big bag of stupid with that one too. I mean, it's not just alcohol. There's got to be more. I mean, how do you? <laughs> i think well it's not just
1: it, it's probably quantity also yeah you know it's oh, got to yeah. be quantity yeah. and this and these guys he's they've been sitting around talking about it's oh cold. it's gonna be ice fishing time yeah. we're gonna be going and they've been talking about yeah. it and then the further they get into their evening and the right. deeper they get into their alcohol the
0: more reasonable yeah. it seems
1: let's just go ahead and take that house out yeah. there
0: you know That's, yeah you're right okay <laughs> well you know have you ever done that have you ever gone ice, ice fishing no i've never been ice fishing hey, i have yeah. when i was in boy scouts back in the day uh, we went on a, uh, we were training to do this long, you know, 50 mile hike thing, which is a big deal in scouts back yeah. then it was. And one of the things we were training on was, you know, you do the extreme weather things. I mean, it, I don't know if all boy scout troops are the, this way because I was, I only know what they did in mine yeah. and ours really was geared towards a lot of survival stuff and, and really we had a lot of fun, you know, and, and learned a lot of things. I mean, right. I didn't know what GORP was until, Oh yeah, yeah. you know. And you do this uh, really, really cold. We're talking temperatures that you're going to be in for a couple of days where it never gets above freezing, mm. you know. And how do you survive in that environment? And one of the things is ice fishing. Like if you had to go and get your own food and everything. Well, I thought like an idiot, <laughs> that you know, you chop a hole in the ice, you drop your hook with some corn or a worm and boom, you know, you pull it right back up. But see, nobody really explains chopping a hole in the ice and when you're you know 13 14 you're using an axe and chopping a hole you think well this how tough is it you know because unless you're raised in that and i was and i was never raised in that environment i don't know how thick ice has to be before you're on it or anything else so you know we're in this area that obviously people can drive a truck out on it you know and we don't have sheds we don't have anything out there we just have our axe a heavy coat our fishing rods because this isn't we're not there to do this as a sport we're doing this best part of our survival training right chop a hole in the ice catch a fish and you're done well dude when you chop a hole in the ice (laughs) it gets progressively smaller you know it's hard (laughs) it's not easy and at the beginning it's nice and big you know I, i need about this big you're thinking i gotta have it big enough to get a fish out of it and so you're chopping and trying but the more you do it the more tired you get and pretty soon. Okay. You think I just got to get through this. And (laughs) instead of being smart and making sure that you're keeping it big all the way around before you, once you chop through the ice, the water comes up, you can't chop anymore. Right. Yeah. Hole is done. So if you have your hole and it's narrowing the gap all the way down, you have to stop and widen it up again, or you'll (laughs) do what I did. And that is one more chop and I'm through this thing. Uh And now you have a hole that starts out about two feet in diameter Uh, and it slowly it goes into a cone where now you have at the very bottom the width of your axe okay and the length (laughs) that's it because you popped it through the water fills up and there you go you cannot fish in that you minnows are too big to come out of that you can't get the bait down through that no (laughs) can't even do it you got to turn the hook sideways and slip it in you know yeah so that's what i did you know I, that's when I, after I did all that and I was so exhausted. That's the reason I, I was just so tired. It took forever. And I finally thought, you know, um, I think in the Bible where it talks about fasting, I think this might be a good time to do that. You know, I just did. I, <laughs> take a zero on the no merit badge for me on this one. You know? Oh my gosh, Mark, that was horrible. And so that was my experience. Now, my brother, Mike, he loves to fish. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mike fishes everywhere. It's like right. he, that Oh, and he thought it was just the most fun. And, um, of course he's two years older than me. He had done this before. So he knew. And so after I've gone through all this and I'm now exhausted and hungry and can't even fish, I go over and I'm like, Mike, Mike's got this really perfectly round hole. And I mean, he's fishing (laughs) and I'm like, how did you, you know, how did you do that, man? Can you show me? And he pulls out this coffee can, you know, metal Mm -hmm. with coal in it oh <laughs> yeah he melted a hole through the yes ice. he did very they smart, it on through very yes smart, that's how yeah. you're supposed to do it that's you don't awesome. use an axe yeah you don't you don't build it you don't do it with an axe you do it that way i didn't yeah, know that and that's since really no, since mike is two years older and didn't bother to tell me he <laughs> stood there and watched <laughs> me the whole that's, time he's fishing he's watching me spend two, two or three awesome. hours chopping through this hole and i mean awesome. he's laughing i know he was laughing so hard i knew i thought you know at one point i thought why is he crying you know i mean i need to go check on him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yep that was the that was the old camp out oh, that was oh, yeah so Bless anyway oh i know I <laughs> right, felt,
1: right now our canadian listeners are shaking their heads going
0: wow yeah just wow that's why i moved to alabama <laughs> that's it i'm going where there's no when people talk about ice fishing they're talking about going into the freezer and grabbing out you know last spring's food uh, <laughs> life radio fm it's the mark and Mag show and you know mark we have uh we've talked about movies a lot you know mm, just yeah. we have we have different interests in what we are fascinated by and one thing that i think you and i both agree on and that's we're not into scary movies no yeah. no yeah. okay no i just you know i guess it's kind of like going into a haunted house there's certain mm-hmm. thrills and things like that that i'm just not hip to and yeah, the whole gore yeah. fest thing it's like no. I think it's interesting, but when you've got the bad guy, okay. whatever freak it is from the mummy and the silent movies to whatever freak of the week we have today, yeah you, they, the, they can't run for whatever reason, they tend to walk mm-hmm. and the teenagers who can run can't seem to run more than 20 yards without falling and tripping and the guy who's walking catching up to them Uh i've never understood that it's like if you can run that fast you could run to town and save yourself or at least escape the guy who's walking right yeah but any way you look at it it's not just a nightmare on elm street it's a nightmare on every street apparently yeah and i i think i
1: i think also that's that the the really the horrible horrible horror movies are a, a like a younger person's thing you know it's like sure. roller coasters you know this it's the thrill of the, the young moment. man's game huh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it kind of is cuz i was thinking back on that and i can't, i was thinking the last time i actually probably enjoyed one because i do remember <laughs> seeing a couple of them and i was much uh, i was probably a teenager at the time right. like oh, okay. oh, whoa no no you know it's it's like the thrill of the ride Sure. And as you get older, it's like, eh, no, I don't need that yeah. anymore. That's just dumb. You know, I uh, don't need any help peeing in my pants. I can right, do it yeah. without this. But know. the thing is that the, there are people who hang on to that stuff. Oh, you remember Nightmare on Elm Street? And I'm like, you're 60 years old, man. Oh.
0: <laughs> Stop You know, that. I I remember when I was staying with my aunt, Iva. She lived on Elm Street and uh, had no air conditioning, and it was August. It yep, was that a was a nightmare. nightmare yes. Yep, gotcha. I was there. Well, in the film, The Nightmare
1: on Elm Street, is it's... I guess you would call it a classic horror film. It's, a, okay. it's just yeah. a classic, you know, an 80s classic. And the house in Los Angeles that was the setting for the movie, at least the exteriors were, uh, is now being, it's put up for sale. It's been listed for sale. Wow. 3.5 mil. Wow. Three point, actually in you know, Los Angeles. I was thinking that ain't bad. That's a bargain. <laughs> it's a three-bedroom, two-story house. Uh, and it was the, uh, the home of the protagonist in the film, Nancy Thompson. Um, and it was the location of the character's final showdown with the serial killer, Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger. Okay. And, um, the, uh, the listing agent, uh, uh, Lirka says it's so much fun bringing this house to market during a historic real estate inventory shortage. Buyers are worn out. They've been looking for a great house, one with enough bedrooms and an ensuite bathrooms and space mm-hmm. to work from home and Here it is, and it's beautiful, and it's ready to buy, and it it has this incredibly fun movie history. Wait a minute. Hmm. Fun? Yeah. Fun? I don't know if she's seen the movie or not, but... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, Let's see. Uh, She says the... uh, let's see the the her partner says the fa- the facade is iconic but it ties to the movie uh stop as soon as you walk through the front door inside it's uh because they didn't shoot anything yeah. on the inside right they never do it's always on movie sets inside a uh, it's a beautiful traditional style space with a modern twist so uh, yeah apparently for three and a half mil it's a bargain and well,
0: it's a movie it's a movie icon as well <laughs> just well don't, just don't go in the basement golly gee whiz beef. How can they not catch Freddy Krueger? He's got kind of a unique look, you know, nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. We know his location. We know what he looks like. Right. Pretty much anybody who doesn't look like an alive human being, we can arrest. And it might be Freddy or one of his, you know, relatives. Wasn't that
1: part of his thing though, was that he really was not actually just a person he was no idea i don't either see that's the thing yeah. the, the, no the, idea. that came along after i got you know past the thrill of seeing horror movies
0: no I just, yeah you know, so i watched halloween the very first halloween i saw that in theaters really yeah yep and then eh. i was like wow i mean so the music uh, you know it was I, I enjoyed it i thought it was kind of entertaining yeah you know yeah. Hmm. but i think back then it was uh, the the Jamie Lee Curtis you know mm-hmm, that was yeah. her big you know screen yeah. queen thing yeah it was and, uh, anyway and now so she,
1: now she's the old woman oh, in, the, in the I legacy. saw
0: that you yeah. know you and I were talking about seeing the ad for that and I yeah. saw the picture on the and it was like did they get the crypt geek oh it's her <laughs> <laughs> life radio FM it's the Mark and Max Show, and, you know, we have a daily podcast. Mark puts it together and uploads it, and you can go get it. It's like everywhere, right? Anywhere you have a podcast, what do you right. type in? Mark and Max Show? Yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, the Mark and Max yeah. Show, and you should be able to find it from there. There you have it. Yep. Um, I see these stories about, I don't know, every other day, it seems, where somebody uh, got relief money from the United States government <laughs> yeah. uh, because of COVID, and... They used that money for things other than what it was intended to do. Yeah. And I, you know, I did think it was amazing how the government, you know, shut down businesses by their decisions. And then they gave our money away, you know, mm-hmm. to these same businesses yeah. because they, you know, basically killed our economy. But anyway, the yeah. headline screams Georgia man got COVID relief loan and spent $57,000 of it. On something not COVID, mm-hmm. according to federal prosecutors,
1: a man in Georgia used more than two-thirds of his COVID-19 relief loan
0: to pay for a Pokemon card. No, I, I thought that I actually thought you wrote that as a joke. That's real. That's real. Oh my goodness. Yep. Uh, Vinath Odomsin was charged
1: by criminal uh information. Uh, on Tuesday with one count of wire fraud after the government said he lied about how many employees he had and the revenue his business generated in an application for an economic injury disaster loan, an EIDL, during the pandemic. The charge carries a maximum sentence of up to 20 years in federal prison and $250,000 in fines, though the actual sentence is usually far less. Congress passed the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act, in March of last year, which expanded eligibility and waived certain requirements for businesses applying to the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. The funds were meant to be used as working capital for normal operating expenses, such as rent and utilities. But unlike Paycheck Protection Plan loans, EIDLs are not eligible for forgiveness, According to the charges filed in the Southern District of Georgia, this guy submitted an application for an EIDL in July of 2020 on behalf of a uh, on behalf of a business. He said he's been in op- has been in operation since 2018. The application hmm. stated his business had 10 employees and gross revenues of $235,000 over 12 months. As a result, prosecutors said the uh, small business administration awarded uh the guy an eighty five thousand dollar loan august 4th but five months later turns out he used a large chunk of the funds to buy a pokemon card for fifty seven thousand seven hundred and eighty nine dollars mm. it wasn't wow. clear in, in court filings which pokemon card uh he's accused <laughs> of purchasing but certain rare and valuable pokemon
0: cards can sell for thousands of dollars until the company that runs pokemon prints up a whole bunch of them and floods the market of the you know with these really, uh, rare cards, right? The bottom line mark is this is not an uncommon thing. There have been stories about every other day of somebody using this one. There are several programs, okay. To borrow money or get money. And what it is is like, okay, imagine if, um, you and I own a small business and we need, you know, we're applying for one of these loans Mm -hmm. and we apply for it. We get our money and we pay our employees. We, our bills and hey it's a great gift it has to be repaid but you know what this is going to get us through this tough time Mm -hmm. well you find out after you've you know spent all the money right that other people got loans they didn't have to pay back the ppp oh and so you hey well wait a minute i've got my money for the same reason they don't have to pay theirs back but i have to pay mine back let me find out what's going on here so you pick up the phone and you find out well Okay, there are three overlapping programs that you, you know, have to pay back and there's a couple you don't. You, sir, signed up for this and you negotiated and you have to pay it back. Hmm. But those people don't have to. That's correct. But I want that one. Well, you can you can have that one. Mm-hmm. But well, you could have. Now you can't, you know. No, it I really don't. is yeah, a weird right. thing. In that some have to be paid back and some don't. And, you know, the average Joe Schmo, this is a once in a, you know, a lifetime situation. You don't know. Yeah. You know, we've never had this happen. We've never had the government totally crash our economy right. and then try to be the knight in shining armor and bail everybody out. So they create some loans you don't pay back, some you do. Yeah. And you don't know. You're just trying to get money so you can put, food, you know, food on the table. Yeah. So there's going to be a whole lot more because not only did it really help some businesses stay in business. There is a lot of fraud. All mm. right. There was a guy up and was like in this one in particular, Mark, I bet they're going to find out he created the business out of thin air. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Because, yeah, just you you looking know,
1: at the figures to
0: thirty-five thousand and ten employees. Right. And doesn't have, hold up. It doesn't. I mean, what are they? Part time employees? Yep. Or, yeah. Well, there was right, a company yeah. in Wisconsin. A guy applied for one of the PPP loans. OK. Yeah. And got it for a business that hadn't even been in business in 10 years. Wow yeah i mean it was an old restaurant yeah and he had it, he had shut it down years before all this happened when he found out he applied for it his you know it then they scam of course they caught him but for every one they catch there's probably 10 or 20 they don't
1: yeah and that kind yeah. of applies to every government program
0: yeah i know really oh goodness yep. you mm-hmm. know what if they'd have put a bank not wells fargo but any legitimate bank in charge of this they could have prevented probably 50 percent of the fraud probably so <laughs> Life Radio. FM. it's the mark and mac show and a uh, glorious day in the neighborhood i guess yeah I have no idea that's hey, what they say is it two for tuesday is that what it is that's what it is wednesday kids, it's, it's or two for tuesday yeah. okay hey you know mark uh, we were talking about something off the air a minute ago yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, over the recent past due to the search in particular for gabby patino and then oh, her yeah. uh, fiance brian laundry there have been a number of bodies i think they found nine uh, bodies Uh, in the search for Gabby and Brian, and a lot of discussion has come up about the media and the coverage of the case. But more than that, a number of people have talked about what do you do if you're lost in the woods and you're out hiking and your, your cell phone is uh, low on juice and Mm -hmm. you're, you know, and they will make a suggestion, Hey, change your, uh voicemail message right yeah uh you were just telling me you got this a minute ago oh yeah i've got Yeah uh, from a times. friend yeah and and it's kind of interesting that one thing you kind of forget if you're in the woods and you don't have a signal <laughs> you can't change your voicemail right
1: because you have to have a signal to reach your voicemail that's the thing so it just doesn't make sense <laughs> i mean it does it uh, okay if you have a signal this does right. kind of make sense. You can change the voicemail on your phone, and I'll just read what the suggestion is because the well, suggestion itself is good. It's just, yeah. that, it's just that if you're in an area where you have no signal, you're already, I'm sorry, right. you're already out of luck you just right. change the voicemail on your phone to a message that gives your approximate location, the time, the date of your situation, you know, you're lost, out of gas, car broken yeah. down, injured, whatever, and any special instructions such as you're staying in the car, you're walking mm-hmm. towards a town, whatever. The best part of this is that uh, even if your cell phone dies or stops working, a voicemail still works. So anybody calling your phone looking for you will hear the message and know where to find you or where to send help. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, that that's actually not a bad idea. But you do have to have a phone signal for that to happen. So, and if you have a phone signal, call nine one one. Exactly. Say, hey, I am hopelessly lost. Can somebody triangulate yep. my or oh wait, I would yeah. know to say triangulate, but you know, can somebody find me? But based yeah. on my cell signal, and they
0: can. And, yeah. And then they would say, well, um, I'll tell you what, hang up and let me call your voicemail, and uh, that'll give me better directions. And you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, radio.fm the mark and mag show and uh we do ask if you have a moment to share uh that you're listening through your social media and you know I, I say that social media i mentioned before but i really don't know all the list of them you know i mean it's not that i don't care and it's not that i don't you know possess the ability to know it's just yeah i yeah mark there's yeah. so much to remember and so much to think about and i'm like I like to have access to the internet, you know, I like that, Yeah. but I really don't like having social media on my phone, you know, mm. I don't like being reminded of what you had for lunch or the <laughs> diet you're on that now you have to eat a boiled egg at 18 minutes past the hour, you know, it's like, no, I'm I'm good with not knowing and I'm glad you're proud of your, you know, grandson. I get that. I'm proud of mine yeah. too. Yeah but you know i and i don't mind you want to post it great but i just i just want to use my i want this is mine Mm -hmm. i want to use it for what i want i don't want you to be able to intrude like i don't like people posting things on my facebook page oh me either i don't like that it's like nuts you don't have the right to do that no i mean that's mine you can send it and say hey dave would you mind Mm -hmm. then you know okay but like you know how many times i've been tempted to do that you know to promote life radio oh yeah uh, to promote the mark and mag show i really have wanted to go on and to every especially the people that i know and to go and post something on their page so that all their people would see it right i really have wanted to do it yeah especially and we we know some people with
1: huge social media followings that would be very advantageous if we did that yes
0: but i just can't do it you know i just can't it's kind of like parking in a handicapped spot when you don't have the tag, you know, or the knees. It's, it's just wrong. Yes, it is. It is. Just don't do it. No. All right. Hey, is it as long as we can do that handicap thing real quick, Mark. Yeah. I know that there like some of those signs, you know, they'll say this is it's a handicapped spot only, right? Right. But some of them have, you know, like the the add on sign, hey, a five hundred dollar fine if you park here without the sticker or whatever. Right. Yeah. And you know, you'll see people that have like the little placard that hangs. Not the tag mm-hmm. yes. but the little thing, the temporary one and they will park in those spots and then get out and jog in the store. They don't right. need it because yeah. it's for their great grandmother or whatever. Right, yeah. Shouldn't there be a ticket for that? I you think know? there should. I really do.
1: That's that's something that bothers me. And the blue. by the way, there are temporary placards to hang from your rearview mirror right. and there are permanent ones. Uh there's the okay. blue ones, the blue yes. ones are permanent. They're, okay. you know, the red ones yeah. are dated. And okay. I know that because after knee surgery I got a red one, right? <laughs> so, yeah. and it's still tucked in the door pocket in my car. Right. Um and my you
0: would mom You think somebody that had one of those placards, dude? Yeah. You know, for temporary use. Yeah that they would be the ones that really didn't use that unless they needed to because they know how bad it could be for somebody absolutely right yeah and that's the right. only you know i actually asked for it on the
1: second knee surgery i asked for one because there You're were like, so there were so many times when yeah. i would have to go to someplace and yeah. end up parking in the weeds you know way out in the weeds yeah. and having to hike across a big parking lot to get in to go buy something to spend two minutes yeah. in a store you know right and i'm going through all that pain i said can i just you know i just and and i I almost didn't ask for it and i finally did and i was glad i did because you know yeah hey it hurt a lot I, you know
0: i'm gonna show you a trick okay okay all right well, let's just say you're at walmart yeah and you know you you gotta park a long way away here's your option park in the fire lane okay mm-hmm. <laughs> right past the big cones where you know they have out in front of the front <laughs> door they have those big center the the metal poles you know or yeah. the cement poles yeah. all right you pull just past those it's kind of where people we we'll temporarily park while they load stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you're only going to be in there for a minute or two, park in that spot, open the back lid of your car, leave the car running. Okay. Leave a door open, mm-hmm. go inside, do your shopping, come back. Nobody will mess with it because they assume you're looking that you're right inside. Nobody's going to mess with your car. Huh. Okay. Now I wouldn't do more than 20 minutes. Okay. I wouldn't do more than 20 seconds
1: i'm kidding (laughs) I, i know you are but wow there's a there's a place uh there's a little mexican restaurant in pinson alabama that jane and i go to now and then and uh a few years ago they they were having a big problem with people parking on the curb in front of the restaurant there's a the mexican restaurant there's a little caesar's there's a chinese food place they're all right next to each other
0: Wow! Talk about United Nations oh, of food. Yeah,
1: you really are. And so we, uh, uh they, uh, they came in and they read. You know how they'll come in and resurface a parking lot. It's all gorgeous and black, and they restripe everything. And they came in and they painted that whole area, the the curb in front of the the grocery store. It's all yellow. You can't park here anymore. And in that little area, it's a fire's It's it's red. The curbs are all red, and they, they've got the hashed-out area three feet out from it, that's, and it all says fire zone, right. no parking, fire zone. And the, the, the county sheriff... Uh uh, mm-hmm. parked out there for probably two weeks there was a kind of sheriff's car parked out there for two weeks just to keep people out of that space and then they mm. said okay we've done our job and Im- i mean immediately the sheriff's department left the place and now and <laughs> it's just it's like wow. another parking space it's wow. just, <laughs> it doesn't matter the place is probably going to burn to the ground one day because somebody yeah. decided i need to park here for the next 20 minutes while i go in and wait on my pizza you know wow.
0: it's just crazy. Well, yeah. If that's right in front of your store and you have access, can't you just go out there and pop tires and start, you know, I mean, you don't have to use a knife. You can use a screwdriver. I mean, for real, or even more fun is just cut the little valve stem. You really want to mess. I mean, hey, you're parked in my, this, you know what? You're leaving me in danger. If you're going to, if you are going to cause my store to be in danger from your fire causing parking spot out will
1: now you're stuck. I, just, no, I do. wouldn't do that because now they are stuck in front of your yeah, place. Yeah, so what? Ah, big deal. You got insurance little, for that. No, nah, no. Nah, here, here. Just, just poke a little hole or cut it, put a little nick in the tire stem so it leaks very slowly and they have a lot of trouble
0: finding it. And then they get stuck somewhere else, but they're not in front of your place. Yeah, but you know what? You want to let them know why you know you got to learn a lesson so you put hey this is a no parking zone yeah and we put nails and other <laughs> here's an apple see if you can find the razor blade you know that kind oh, of thing oh yeah well there you go. I think by I just the make, way that's never happened i think i just make big old stickers that says this idiot parked in a no, <laughs> in a no parking zone in front well, of pizza
1: hut you have know? you seen youtube
0: stuff where people like use post-it notes and cover up cars and do different things <laughs> yes, to people that park in those yes, I, I was am. wondering you know if you've got that much time on your hands yeah. to do that because i know i get frustrated and talk about it but yeah. I I don't have, okay. I'm frustrated and I just don't want to do anything about it. Mainly because I'm old and I can't move too fast. And I'm thinking there's probably chances are whoever this is, is probably thugged out, you know, and even if they're, they're, somebody that's in that car can beat me up right and I wouldn't be able to get away yeah and so I would really then need the handicapped spot and I'm, it's just a vicious <laughs> cycle you know <laughs> trying to keep that spot clear and yeah, whatever yeah. I do to keep it clear is going to cause me to need it yeah and then I'm not gonna be able to use it because they're still parking it and I'm the one that needs it mm-hmm. so eventually you know I I yeah I, 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 at some point my head just exploded mark can we just go skip to Friday
1: the mark and Max show.
0: life radio.fm the mark and mag show where every now and again a story comes up and we do it uh, like earlier today we had a story about uh an airline a frontier airlines flight yeah. from norfolk to orlando that had to make an emergency pit stop at rdu raleigh durham uh international airport uh in north carolina because of a uh, foul smell mm. there was a, a stinky passenger probably but you know right yes. anyway, when i think about that you know what comes to mind france because People in France don't wear deodorant and stuff, and so they tend to, you know, okay, because of the natural pheromones and things like that. Now they'll use a little, you know, <laughs> high karate or whatever, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. for the most part, we're not. De- we're we're yeah. So when I see a headline that says Miss France mm. candidates sue pageant, yep, I'm thinking you know mark there's so many things here that i'm what it, now you know, i'm not i'm not, it's like if you were drawing a picture i would be drawing little stink lines off of them you know because that's what i think of i'm uh, not knocking french people it's just right. that was the old thing is yeah, that they don't it's, use That's
1: an old stereotype yeah yes
0: and i don't even know if it's accurate
1: or not <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you
0: know it's stuck in my brain
1: <laughs> well three former miss france candidates are suing the beauty pageant for alleged discrimination by selecting con- uh, contestants based on their appearance. <laughs> I don't think okay. we have to go any further than that, do we? <laughs> the wokisms have hit France. The pr- Are you the- sure that's not in the US? <laughs> <laughs> the women who remain anonymous because of course have joined forces with the leading French feminist group which whose name I can't pronounce and I'm not going to, but it's, it translates into English to dare to be feminist. They're fi- to file this complaint. They've joined, joined forces with them. Well, Dare to be Feminist has long protested against Miss France calling it a vehicle for sexist values. Together with the former contestants uh, with former contestants, the group is targeting the Miss France company and uh, Endemol production which makes the annual TV show for the pageant. They argue the companies are breaking French labor law. By having discriminatory selection criteria, obliging aspiring beauty queens to be more than five foot five, uh, single and representative of beauty. Contestants are also not allowed to gain weight, change their hair, have any tattoos or piercings other than their ears. The rules say contestants must not have had children and have never married. Hence, Miss France. Um... Previous aspiring beauty queens have been kicked out of the competition for acting contrary to good morals, to public order, or in the spirit of the contest, which is based on the values of elegance. French labor code forbids companies from discriminating on the basis of morals, age, family, status, or physical appearance, um, says a lawyer for this group. The case filed at a Paris court will hinge on whether magistrates recognize Miss France contestants are de facto employees of the pageant organizers and TV company. Wow. And contestants don't sign an employment contract, but the plaintiffs point to a supportive judgment in 2013 when a former contestant
0: on Mr. France also sued huh. for similar, similar reasons. Now, the only real problem I see right here, okay, that I have a problem with personally, yeah. is that they have a, a height requirement. Yeah, you know yeah yeah. yeah, they have to be a certain uh height i mean i got a problem with that i don't have a problem with most of the other stuff although you know gaining weight you're talking about a a beauty pageant Mm, and so i'm guessing once you win you're not allowed to gain weight i think that's probably it yeah and change hair and i got that i mean there would be a certain, um, acknowledgement that you won the contest looking this way. And we would like to continue that for marketing purposes throughout. Yeah. Based on the image. Yeah. No tats during, you know, and, but again, I, the only real problem is you have to be a certain height that I got a problem with because, you know, that, that makes no sense. You know, Mm. what if you're, you know, if you're very short, I mean, again, you know, that's a, that would be a discriminatory practice uh mm. but not all the other things because they're all subjective right yeah
1: hmm. but okay. that, that doesn't matter to people who are trying to accomplish something and to push oh, the yeah. agenda forward you know
0: right the reality <laughs> reality often clashes with yeah. ideology well, and <laughs> you know what's always gotten me and I, and I know this is like oh here's the pandora's box but yeah. in the united states we have miss america right and then uh we have the miss black America right and I think that is bad because we've had the Miss America pageant where we have had black women yeah. win the Miss Absolutely. America pageant it's Absolutely. open to everybody yeah. right so to I mean if you're going to have a Miss Black America a Miss right. Asian America Miss whatever I mean yeah. if you were to have a Miss White America yeah. I mean that would be considered divisive it certainly would whereas Miss America is all-inclusive mm-hmm personally if you're going to get into this of the minutiae of we're having a beauty contest you know yeah it's now granted i think now the miss america pageant is a scholarship pageant there's more than just physical beauty right the miss usa pageant that's just the hottie uh, the hottie contest you know like that's the wet t-shirt contest without the alcohol and the t-shirt sort of is yeah
1: Yeah, and of course this all reminds me of one of my favorite movies uh oh (laughs) 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 miss (laughs) Miss congeniality (laughs) Gerald Frazier from Rhode Island, describe your perfect date.
0: That's a tough one. I'd have to say April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. (laughs) That and world peace, those are just awesome. Uh. I really do want world peace <laughs> harsher punishments for a parole violator stan that's right <laughs> wow what is the okay. one most important Ta- thing our society needs that would be harsher punishment for a parole violators, stan <laughs> and world peace uh, there you go thank you for that because that would be in my head all day life radio.fm it's the mark and max show where our ongoing goal other than to uh, keep you in a positive frame of mind with you know just fantastic music all day long the soundtrack for your life but also to find ways to improve our health and looking at food on instagram could actually make you gain weight mark yep that's the newest research and i'm yep. guessing this is an anti-social media study i don't know i just think it's it
1: Well, Mm -hmm. a review of studies is suggesting that looking at food, just looking at food, is not as harmless as you think it could be. It turns out regular exposure to virtual foods could encourage you to feast, I mean, regardless of your actual hunger level. It makes you want food whether you're hungry or not, basically. Mm -hmm. you spend too much time scrolling through a food-heavy Instagram feed, Mm -hmm. you could end up eating excess calories that contribute to weight gain. Mm -hmm. And... I think this was true even before we had social media, because uh, if you think back, the cooking shows have been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You watch a couple of cooking shows, the next thing you know you're wanting, I, yeah, I could eat that cake by myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want donuts, you want all the stuff that's not good for you just because you saw it on TV. So I think, yeah time to make the donuts yeah i think this is a, <laughs> this is a duh survey is what this is of course you get i wonder that. if they got government money to do that i would know it was probably uh probably university studies and yes yeah they probably did yeah
0: so <laughs> let me think here mark yeah give me just a minute because my mouth is watering as I <laughs> donuts for a minute there <laughs> yeah doesn't require pictures <laughs> just <laughs> requires t- you no you just um yeah. donuts oh yeah they're in my head so now hold on a minute hold on i got to get the veg no no vegetables i got to get to the ice cream mint chocolate chip yeah okay so now i started with donuts but i went to the prime rib loaded mashed potatoes or baked potato which one we going with (gasps) loaded loaded Um, okay i'm good yeah gosh now
1: is it lunchtime yet
0: life radio.fm the market mag show and uh we appreciate you listening and ask that you share this with others it's you know a low level marketing kind of thing instead of the multi-level marketing low level we're not drawing circles and taking a lunch or anything like that but i think
1: I the, you use the marketing. word level a couple of times i think the word you're looking for is budget
0: it's the yeah, low budget market <laughs> well i actually was thinking about the other day i'm standing in light at the dollar general right yeah, yeah. and i'm standing there with two items in my hand a lady in front of me that has a full buggy Mm. and a person in front of her that she doesn't have very much stuff. And I'm thinking this lady in front of me could turn around and acknowledge the fact that she has a whole buggy and I got two items, right? Right. Yeah. She's not going to, and you know that she's avoiding eye contact for a very specific reason. She's going to do this. And all I could think of is, you know, that lady up front, That's up there, you know, that we're waiting on before Mm -hmm. we get to this, before we get to the battle of, are you going to be polite and let me through, (laughs) we got to get past the blue hair and she's only got a couple of items and they've rung it all up. It's already bagged and she's standing there. And it's at that point where the woman says, okay, it's gonna be $14 and 37 cents. It's at that acknowledgement of the, that the woman starts digging through her purse to find her wallet. Oh no. Uh, and she now we've been in line had plenty of time to do it but no it's only after the dollar figures announced and i in my head i'm thinking i bet she wants to write a check i bet she does you know <laughs> sure enough she's digging through it she pulls it out and now she's writing a check do you have a pen you know and the whole while i'm thinking really this was a surprise that oh, you were going to have to pay for this at the end of it right <laughs> And then there has to be this discussion about, you know, signing her name yeah, and it's yeah. just kind of tough to sign it right here. Do you have something better I can write? All the while I, I'm watching and I'm thinking this woman in front of me is not letting me go through, you know? Uh, yep. So now this little excursion was going to take all of six minutes, just became a 30 minute adventure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> ah, my word. <laughs> and of course the lady in front of me did not let me through. She stood there. $70 worth of stuff. I had two items, uh-huh. two Mark, two yep. items. I know it wasn't like it was going to be a big deal there's nobody behind me you could have let me go but nope yeah i can't count the
1: number of times it's happened to me
0: (laughs) both things (laughs) that just drives me nuts again is it a shock when you get up there and you have to pay for something i've already you know when i'm paying for my 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 stuff i've already got my keys for my car in my hand as i'm handy you know as i'm getting ready to swipe the card i've got the Uh keys i'm ready i'm bagging man i'm out it's like (laughs) nope it was a shock that after shopping in the store and getting all my items and checking down my list that now I have to pay for it. Right. And all I'm thinking of is, you know what? She's going to go through this whole rigmarole. Once she gets out to the car and realizes I'm going to need my keys, to unlock my door. You know, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she's going to get up. Here. Is there a certain point where we become that? I'm just curious because I want to be aware. I want to be, I want to be mindful that when I hit that, yeah. It's not, it's, if it's time to get in the box, you know, yeah. it's just, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you. You feel the lid coming over. I just, little nail. I just don't
1: understand that whole thing. Actually, we were talking during the music a while ago about, about Such a shock. getting someplace. And then yeah. I, there have been times when I've gotten out of the car and been at the door of the establishment we have agreed we're going to, whether it be to eat or whatever, and turned around, opened the door, and realized Jane's not there. Yeah. She's in the car going through her purse. Mm hmm and i'll go back to her and say were you surprised when we got where we said
0: yeah. we were going to go <laughs> yeah Shocked. i don't know what i'm looking for but i gotta look in here for something you know uh, we're going into a restaurant to eat i need to check to make sure i don't have any silverware left over from last time we were here you know what I, mean? I can't figure out what you're looking for it's like so this was a shock once again, it's that an, we have to
1: go in and eat and pay. It's the eternal struggle. It goes on, and I'm just going to tell you, guys, if you're if you're a mm. young married guy, this is the rest of your life. <laughs> this oh, will yeah. continue for the rest of your life. And it doesn't that, seem there's any way to change it. There's no way to, you know,
0: there's nothing that's going to change it. It's just going to nope. happen. Get used to it. And you will be holding a purse at the mall. <laughs> yes, you know why? Yes, you will. <laughs> because that's why those benches are there. It's for guys that just, you know... Uh huh. <laughs> that's why I've been like super polite with my family over the years. I have always taken them to the front door and dropped them off. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And exactly. here, go ahead and get, so they don't have to walk through the parking uh-huh. lot, but that way I can drive around the parking lot for a half hour, just killing time. Cause I know once uh-huh. I'm inside, I'm going to be just killing time. Otherwise like Jeff Allen one of our favorite comics says
1: you'll be that old man, that old hunched over you, man, you see him walking to t- 10 paces behind his wife muttering. Tell me i'm not a man i'm a man i'll leave a toilet a seat up if i want to i hope you fall in it in the middle of the night and she says did you say something no i didn't say anything to you if i said anything to you you know i said something to you i'm a man
0: life the mark and mag show and you know mark over the last year maybe it seems like every day there's a story that involves Michael Jordan in one way or another. Right. It goes back to when Netflix started running um, the uh, limited series about uh, the Jordan era Chicago Bulls, uh, which was a fascinating documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really incredible. I, there, I learned so much watching that. I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, But since then, it's like it's, you know, been top of mind. It seems like Michael Jordan every day. There's something new. Like, yeah. He has, has this house for sale that was worth like 30 million dollars you know and now it's half price or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. and yet the guy he makes so much money okay that he's got a house worth 30 million dollars that even selling it at half price doesn't really bother him you know it's (laughs) just because of the just the total amount of money this guy has so you see a headline that says michael jordan's trainers sell for record 1.47 million at auction yeah no, that's a lot of money to you yeah, and me. Yeah, it's sneakers. This is yeah. coming
1: from a UK publication. In the, in the UK, they use the word trainers for sneakers. And okay. We just say sneakers here, you know, and they say trainers there. Okay, fine. It's not like he sold a couple of people who teach him basketball skills. You know, (laughs) I think that's illegal, isn't it? Um, No. (laughs) Not according to a lot of our politicians today. (laughs) Well, a pair of sneakers legendary basketball player Michael Jordan used during his first season with the Bulls has sold for $1.47 million. Jordan used these Nike Air Ship uh, shoes when his uh, relationship with the sport began back in 84, going on to become one of the most iconic collaborations. It's the highest figure ever spent on sporting footwear. The, the Jordan, arguably the best in sports history, and the sports company still work together to this day with the Air Jordan helping the former Chicago Bulls man become the first billionaire player in the NBA. The Air Ship trainers predate Air Jordans, making them especially rare as he only wore them for such a short period of time. Uh, Sotheby's Brom Watcher says after the auction in Las Vegas, this uh, record-breaking result for the Jordan, Air, uh, Jordan Nike Airships affirms the place of Michael Jordan and the Air Jordan franchise at the pinnacle of the sneaker market. Well-known collector Nick Fiorella was the guy who stumped up the fee to purchase the the, tra- uh, the trainers. It's not the first time the former shooting guard's shoes have gone to auction. Last year, a pair of Nike Air Jordan One trainers fetched
0: six hundred and fifteen thousand dollars at auction. Wow! Well, you know, in the documentary "The Last Dance," the docu series, yeah. the um, in they were. Uh, Going with Jordan uh, for his last regular season game uh, against the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, and uh, he this is like ninety seven or whatever year it was, and he went back and for that game he pulled out a pair of shoes from his first season. Wow! Uh, So he wears this pair of shoes that he wore in his first game in Madison Square Garden, and he brings them out to play in his last regular season game there. That's cool. And yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool that he had him and all that, but he was talking about you know the, the technology since you know that first oh, yeah. shoe in 84 and how it had changed over the years and it was like his feet were bleeding he was talking uh, about how yeah, pay, yeah. that he was afraid to take them off at halftime because yeah. you know uh he sucked it up and played the whole game wow, but He was like yeah. i gotta get these shoes off my feet they're killing me wow that was, was funny you know
1: anybody who's ever who's who is used to today's sneaker technology and is uh, <laughs> yeah. wow you know what i bet a pair of those converse uh uh, oh wow! The Chuck, the Chuck Taylors, those. Oh man, I love a pair of those. You buy a pair of those, and about an hour later, you're going, "Whoa, what would I, what have I done?" <laughs> because yeah. there's no support in them, there's no spring in them, there's no. I mean, it's just crazy. I have a pair of Chucks up in the up in my closet uh, at home. That's just that uh, I dust off and apologize to every now and then because I just can't wear them. <laughs>
0: Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show where you can listen 24 7, 365. You got all day long where we continue to play the soundtrack of your life, great music all day. Also, the daily podcast. So at the end of the show, Mark puts it all together and uploads that so you can listen to just us if that's your timing. And, you know, we just appreciate you listening and you share it with a friend or a neighbor or if you've got a child that comes by on Halloween, you know, get out the indelible ink, you know, the permanent marker and just put it on the forehead, you know, Life radio, Marky Mac, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just works. so long yeah. as it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sharpies are great for yeah, that. Yeah, they are, yeah. There's a Nebraska store owner that actually uh, has a place in my heart, Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, mine too. He broke a Guinness World Record. Not not just for breaking the Guinness World Record. It's how they created this Guinness this product. They created an ice cream sandwich. For the Guinness World Record, it weighs 2,960 pounds. We need to take a moment oh, and just think about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, The hy V store in Plattsmouth said Guinness set their goal for the record at 2,460, 2,460 pounds. And a team <laughs> of 30 employees worked for five hours to create an ice cream sandwich that beat that goal by 500 wow. pounds. They beat it by 500. a Guinness adjudicator was actually on hand to verify the record. Actually, wow. he was there to eat as well. The, yeah. the, the record-breaking ice cream sandwich was then divided into portions and donated to the Food Bank of Lincoln and the Food Bank for the Heartland. So, hmm.
0: Well, they had a plan then, you know, yeah. to not just do it and waste it. I like that. Yeah, but that's good. Yeah. I got a feeling that these guys might have taken my thing <laughs> Serious when I said a sandwich is a sandwich. It doesn't yeah. matter whether it's roast beef or ice cream, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's healthy. That's right. I'm I am tried just, selling that to Ladonna and Hannah about Braylon and I and what we eat for vegetables. And I'm like, look, if it's in the shape of a vegetable, it is a vegetable. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay,
1: so they divided this record-breaking ice cream sandwich. It raised almost 3,000 pounds, Okay, 40 mm-hmm. 40 pounds shy of 3,000 pounds. It's a ton and a half of ice cream sandwich. They divided it into portions and donated it to two food banks. Did they deliver the portions in buckets? Because by the time mm. they get around to this, all it is is it's melted ice cream and, and the stuff on the outside. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it took five hours to cre- what were they all locked
0: up in a freezer for five yes, hours pretty much <laughs> wearing their heavy mucklucks and everything else <laughs> yeah. you know got of <laughs> the north pounding on the door that's enough <laughs> wife radio.fm it's the mark and mag show a Little while ago we were talking about this ice cream sandwich, nearly three thousand pounds. Yeah. And I'm thinking seriously, Mark, about trying to eat that record. To eat, you know, how long, <laughs> long would it take to eat? You know? <laughs> Boy, you want to talk about a brain freeze. I, I'm Woo! wondering how thick, you know, how thick it was it like a regular thing or did they do like a double decker? I mean I th- don't to, know. I'm just curious, you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some research on this and see if we can convince somebody they need to try to break that record. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. one of the things you learn as a kid once you get older and you move out and you're on your own yeah, that, yeah you know you can have candy and ice cream anytime you want right it only takes about a year for you to go yeah now i know why mom and dad didn't do this <laughs> yeah uh-huh. you're eating mint chocolate chip for breakfast reese's peanut butter cups for lunch and uh-huh. you know an ice cream yeah. sandwich on your saturday afternoon lunch break you right. know yeah it doesn't work along no it really
1: doesn't i mean it's i I okay i just looked up pictures of this of this thing. yeah okay and uh hang on, i'm gonna I, I want to show you one here in just okay. a sec. I've just got to get things in the right place, but I, it's big.
0: Yeah. Well, it's 3000 pounds. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: big. And I was kidding about, you know, what are they spending all this time in the freezer? And uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 yes, they are. They're spending a we lot didn't of time get in dimensions the on it. I mean, are we talking no.
0: two feet by 12 feet? Uh, How thick is it? Is it edible? Is it a real ice cream sandwich? Is what I'm asking. It's a you know? real
1: ice cream sandwich. And, uh. Who cooked the chocolate stuff to go on the outside? I don't know what it is on the outside, but it's a bunch of them. It's not one big piece. Okay, it's, it's like uh, it's like a lot of big rectangles. And there's the stuff on the there's the the uh, the uh, the 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 breading, whatever it is, on the bottom and then on the top, the cake stuff on the top and the bottom. And it's like they use solid blocks, like big big blocks, or. or 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 buckets yeah. of ice cream you know and then they just, they just mm-hmm. piled them all up and put the stuff on the top and the bottom but it took them five hours
0: yeah you know? but and there's a picture this is like an ice cream sandwich for the jolly green giant you know uh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. pretty much it's huge it's yeah, hu- good for actually, them. i would say
1: it's huge mongus it's so big oh.
0: <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the Mark and Mac show and uh, great to have you with us today. Mark, I, I have to throw this out there that a while back you were on, uh, we were talking about something on the air and you were looking at like uh Facebook marketplace and you were talking about, you know, that you'll get on there and you, it, it really becomes kind of addicting, it you does. know, it's, looking at stuff, it's the black hole, is it what it is, is. <laughs> it will suck you into stuff. And there, I made a note cause I was going to tell you, I actually was on there yesterday. Okay. Briefly. Yeah. And I had to stop myself when I saw a tablet with a keyboard huh. and they want 40 bucks for it. Right. And I'm like, Hey, that, that sounds cool. You know, I'm mm-hmm. looking for something for Braylon, just something different, you know? Right, yeah. And I'm looking at this going, wait a minute. Okay. Somebody is selling this for $40. It's used. Yes. I actually have this particular, you know, iRulu tablet I bought online, right? And when I bought it brand new, it was $42, you know? <laughs> oh, it's with $2 free shipping. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and this is used. I'm looking at it as like, this looks like really used, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I wonder, you know, how many times people get burned by that, you know? Mm-hmm. That you you think you're getting a great deal, and before you even look at anything else, you're going. Oh, I got to have this, right? And I'm telling you, you don't want to have this. I had it, and it's a forty dollar. You know, it's not even a good doorstop. Right? You know, yeah. Yeah. it was so slow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you think you want to get online with it, but you really don't. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I see I stuff like I see stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I, and I I get
1: sucked into that black hole every day mm. for a while, oh. and uh, I see i see like drones and uh, oh yeah they show the, the the picture of the drone and you think oh yeah, that looks like a mavic pro and you go yeah. look at it and it's it is uh, some sort of a uh, a taiwanese knockoff of the, <laughs> of the you know with a toy controller right and you know that's a big deal no it's not a deal and it's here's the here, dd the here, dave's drone here's another one i've been seeing ads for uh iPads and MacBook Pros, iPad Pros and MacBook Pros, the current model, the 2021 models for ninety nine bucks and hundred and twenty nine bucks, things like that. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you how use this special code? We have an overrun, yada yada. And they talk, mm-hmm. they talk a good game, and then you you open it up and look at it. You click the link, and I went so far. Okay, I'll I'll order one of these things. for 99 bucks, and I'll put it on the American Express card, and if they're running a scam, I'll just let American Express deal with them. Trust me, that's the last thing in the world you want, is for American Mm -hmm. Express. Okay. Okay. So I I clicked on it, and what it does is it takes you out of Facebook Marketplace to their website. Mm -hmm. Now, they've got little notices all over it, guaranteed by Facebook Marketplace, you know, sales guarantee, all this other stuff. Well, you're not buying it through Facebook Marketplace. You're buying it from a from an outside website so facebook mm-hmm. marketplace is no longer obligated to honor any warranties <laughs> guarantees or protections right it's a scam
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and yeah. it did it, it took like 24 hours for people to part, start putting notices on it this is a scam don't buy this oh yeah yeah so mm. you if it looks uh, on facebook marketplace if it looks too
0: good to be true it is there is an episode of the Brady Bunch called caveat emptor mm-hmm. and Charles Martin Smith. Charlie Martin Smith was on that episode and it was about Greg buying his first car. Yes. "Caveat emptor is let the buyer beware. Yep, And if you have no conscience, you can do these thieving things online. However, don't trust people just because you think you wouldn't do it scammers are waiting for you there is I'm gonna be honest just because it says barrister so-and-so in Kenya doesn't <laughs> mean you know <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and Mac show where whenever I see a story about a cyclist I'm reminded how Mark Congleton, when, when we needed to, we were looking for a particular bike for Hannah and she wanted, you know, because Braylon always riding a bike and, you know, needing to ride with him. And Mark comes through with this 21 speed mongoose <laughs> and just it yeah, I thought it was going to be an $8 thrift store bike. Yeah, This is like a bike I would have never paid for. It was the greatest gift of all time. And, uh, very, very cool to be able to get out and ride with my grandson yeah. uh, and, and Hannah loves it, you know, and it's just funny. I had to explain to Braylon when I went riding with him the first time that Papa can ride a bike. I <laughs> mean, he was actually in real fear, man. He's like, well, Papa, are you sure? And I'm like, what do you mean? Am I sure I can, I can ride a bike, you know? And it's like, I mean, it, he was really in all he, fearful that uh, I was going to hurt myself that I yeah. didn't know how to ride a bike. I, there you go. I couldn't figure out how to shift the gears. So I was glad to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to admit to all the problems I had with it, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. 21 speed? Uh, yeah. Seriously?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, okay. just, I'm really glad you guys are getting some use oh of it. Oh, my god, I found that at a thrift store several years ago, and it's one of those situations where I looked at it, and it's shiny, and it's yeah. new, and it just looks gorgeous. I think I had to replace the seat on it. That's the only thing I yeah. had to do. Wow. And, and I just thought, I thought, and it was like 29 bucks, And I said, wow holy smolies and I, i'm quick and i've gotten into the habit of doing this where i, I pull my oh, phone yeah. out and i
0: look it up and I go yeah <gasps> yeah i'll buy that
1: you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm again a bike that you would not buy normally yeah. for yourself yeah. and it's, it's like, at least at like,
1: least two two and a half three times that price so, oh it's yeah.
0: unbelievable yeah. i was excited anyway so awesome gift but here's a story about a spectator taken right. out by a cyclist yeah there
1: is footage that has captured the moment a spectator at a cycling race decided Ah, they're going to walk out onto the track as a competitor sped towards the finish line. In turn, it sent both of them crashing to the ground. A bizarre incident took place at the uh, condaca Salmore bike event in El Hierro, one of Spain's Canary Islands, uh, this past weekend on Saturday. The clip shows the apparent front runner sprinting towards the finish line that marked the end of this 55-mile route. As members of the public lining the street watch, the At one point, a male spectator is seen uh, crossing from one side of the road to the other. Thankfully, plenty of time to make it across before the cyclists get there. Shortly after that, a woman decides to follow suit, attempting to cross even though one of the competitors is now much closer to the crowds. She reaches the middle of the track... Just as the biker does. Oh, come on. And the two collide instantly, each hurtling into the asphalt. Wow. Medics attended to both people, the woman only requiring treatment to minor injuries at the scene. The cyclist, however, had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital on the island's capital to uh, to receive treatment for a moderate head injury. Mm. According to reports, the unnamed man suffered memory loss as a result of the incident. Uh, The local news outlet there also reports that the Spanish Civil Guard got involved in the incident. Not clear yet if any criminal charges have or
0: are going to be pressed. Well, you're going to find out. Did this woman have a relationship with the guy who ended up winning the race? You know, (laughs) that's what you're going to know. Yeah, that's probably the rest of the story.
1: Take us with you. Go to your app store and download the free LifeRadio.fm app. We don't need antennas. We have the app store. LifeRadio.fm. The soundtrack for your life.